Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. I think your mic levels are good. My like my mic levels are check, good. Check, check, so check. Yeah. Let's do this. All right, man. Here we go. Uh, in three, two, one. Welcome to the Nicel Podcast. I'm Eduardo. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. So uh, like I said, man, it is good to see you this morning. And I think having this space to finally have a conversation after after not, you know, being in the same room for so long and not really catching up on a lot of the studying that we've been doing independently has really led for us to have this conversation today. Um, so, you know, like most episodes, we're always studying for the next um, for the next topic that's that's, you know, being prepared and how we're going to go about it and how we're going to stay on this timeline. But today, Daniel and I decided to just sort of have this open conversation in regards to everything that we study and in regards to the space that we've had uh, while I was out of town and some of the experiences that I might have encountered while I was gone and some of the things that kind of crossed my mind, man, because, again, the last episode we did um, with regards to Gemini, you know, we were breaking down not only Gemini as an astrological sign and the importance of understanding Gemini, but obviously it was following the story of the bastard through the labors of Hercules. And, you know, we've been on this path now on season three, continuing on season three with the Tarot and the, the labors of Hercules. And once you step away from these stories and these um, myths and having the, the understanding that we've been able to kind of have these, these conversations um, about along the way, then it leaves you to this application. And one of the things that kind of happened while I was gone. So for those who didn't know, I was, I was gone for about like maybe just a little under two weeks. And Dale and I have been pretty busy with, with a lot of things regarding the new website and what we're going to be doing with a lot of these new videos that we're putting together, especially Daniel is sort of giving people an idea of, you know, not necessarily where we're going with this, but, how to really take it to the next step after listening to the episodes and having the understanding of what we're talking about. And in one of those things that happened, um, I was watching one of uh, the videos that Daniel's made on the Patreon account, and he brought up something about truth and love and freedom in one of your videos that really resonated with me while I was, I think, in Wyoming. I was watching it. Um, and it kind of just sort of tied everything together. And I said, you know what, let's have this conversation about how so much of what we talked about, um, you know, continuously goes on and on into these conversations of studying and then breaking down the studying, but not necessarily ever having this reflection. And so, yeah, man, I'm just like excited to see you really, if you can't tell and, and just wanted to kind of see how you've been and talk about all these things that are to come and uh, where we stand right now, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And fantastic introduction, because I think it's always good to kind of, you know, we, we're, we're so excited in the esoteric because it's, you know, it's real information, it's exciting, and we have a tendency always to be collecting. And often we have to stop and reflect on everything that we collected. And as exciting as it is to uncover these these topics like you spoke about, which is, you know, the story of the bastard and the journey of the fool of the two kind of stories that we've been kind of looking into, being able to sit back and reflect and really give that distilling period of actually taking this knowledge and putting it into the application of action, which we've always spoke about as wisdom. And, you know, really when we kind of start to step back and really think about what we're what we're kind of acquiring within ourselves is is this ability to really start to see with clarity and a soberness that wasn't provided 
prior to this information and these spiritual transformations that we're all working through. And that clarity really teaches us what is and that which is and that which is real. And I think that's a really important important lens to be aware of that's kind of put on us because it's it's very interesting. Once we start to see what is real, what is true, what is eternal, which is that truth, love, and freedom like you just spoke about, it it really adjusts us to multiple like a multitude of of aspects and new experiences in our life and you know some of it is the most rewarding things because we're actually experiencing and connecting that which is real which is unconditional love you know in these these bigger aspects of these the true pillars of what it means to be human but at the same time that lens also kind of shakes off everything that is not real and we kind of start to see the synthetic more. We start to see the plastic. We start to see our true relationships. And then the relationships that are more surface, well, they really become almost unnoticeable. Like they almost become too noticeable. And so it's an interesting process why when we have to kind of reflect on these these lessons and these teachings, we really start to kind of connect to the idea of well, how do these play out in my own life? How's this playing out in my yes. own story? Um, and, you know, where do I see all of these characters? Where do I see all these archetypes? And are they, you know, am I, are they experiencing through me in a healthy, generative way for my self-unfoldment? Or are these, are these archetypes and humors you know, restricting me? And do I not have the proper relationship to them? Do I not have the proper insight on how to apply them in my my own personal journey? And so I always think it's good when we can kind of come back together and just sit and reflect on all of this beautiful information that's contained in this these ancient wisdom teachings. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, that's that's exactly what, you know, how I felt while we were gone um so much that you know i've been listening to a few lectures on ram das and even just a few of his of his writings and there's always a quote that i that a long time ago that kind of comes up into my mind and, and that when we have these conversations and it, and the quote is about um how we're fascinated by the words but where we meet is in the silence behind them uh is a quote that i like by ram das and that's kind of how I felt in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks that, that you know, we, we produced the episode. And for a lot of people who don't even know, you know, we, we put these episodes together. We put a lot of work into making sure that we're having a fluid conversation, that it's an or organic process. But there is a lot of work that goes into it. And so, you know, on that topic that you're mentioning about reflecting, you know, once you have space away from that you know, it kind of really makes you realize, okay, as you're trying to break down and relate to these um, topics within a conversation with a friend like yourself, you know, you sort of can get wrapped up in it and you sort of, you sort of kind of see what can come from it once you step away and you give life the space to take that moment and apply the knowledge that you've either acquired or that you've been pondering about or what you have been um, going on and on in, in our case on this podcast. And so, um, yeah, man, it's, it's just been <laughs> so crazy to see so many different things uh, unfold um, in the last couple of weeks in regards to, um, you know, the experiences of just experiencing humanity and, and really trying to be present and, and actually not even trying, just being present and being happy and content and being content with it, whether it's within suffering or whether it's within joy, but having an appreciation for, for it all. And it really just makes me think about, you know, when I, Alice Bailey, we, we bring her up so often on the podcast and especially right now during the breakdown of the labors of Hercules. And once you kind of push away all the information that we've sort of brought up and reiterate it, the feeling that's left behind, it does help you sort of carry this attitude 
towards every situation that you're confronted with. And so, again, while you were not there, it's funny when I talk to you about these conversations, I can have this confidence of just, you know what I'm trying to say. And you're like, oh, I know exactly what you're trying to say. And we have this affirmation between one another. But once you're away from someone that you can have these conversations with, you know, it's kind of like this encoded uh, internalization that you have, um, that you have to kind of keep to yourself in order to understand another individual who may not be on the same path as you, but does have the same um, empathy or may have the same ability to feel that kind of empathy. They just haven't unlocked it yet or don't really uh, feel like they need to tap into something like that yet. And so a lot of these things that were just kind of coming up, which is what led me to that video that I was watching, uh, which by the way, I love your videos on the Patreon account. Um, if, if Patreon members watch Daniel's videos, um, you know, you're, you're kind of just shooting from the heart. And I really like that because it's kind of what we're doing right now in the sense of that it's not so much that it's specific to always just one topic, but sort of how it relates to all the topics that we've brought up and what this all represents. And so, you know, um, again, this, this idea of truth, love, and freedom just really resonated with me. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you in regards to that is like how you came about, you know, bring, bringing up that topic and what made you bring up that topic in that video? Um, because again, for me, uh, it was just one of those things that I happened to watch. I hadn't seen that video yet and it just really resonated with me. So, um, you know, before we get into our path into cancer, which is what's, you know, going to be coming up next, you know, I kind of wanted to just make sure that we had this conversation um, in regards to, you know, the way we, we approach these topics, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's a, that's a great question with the idea of like, you know, where does that, where does that information come from? And, you know, we've had a blessing in the last 10, 15 years with esoteric researchers really, you know, collapsing all of the ancient mystery teachings into their lowest common denominator and their their essence of truly what they carry. And truth, love, and freedom was something that I first heard of through the research of Mark Passio. Um, but there's been so many, you know, so many individuals have touched on this. Now, when he broke it down for me, for some reason, when he said it and kind of collapsed that into words, it was the right moment for myself to finally see what those what those actually meant. Now, through my readings of like Manly P. Hall, Rudolf Steiner, Albert Pike, all of the esoteric um, individuals that have discussed topics like this, they presented it before, bef you know, in different kind of explanations. But you know, it's always whether the student has the ears ready to hear and to truly take it in. You know, we kind of spoke about that even with the the idea when I first was presented the idea that God is energy. Well, the first, you know, first 50, 100 times that I heard that term, I didn't have the ears to correctly understand it. And it was the perfect moment at the perfect time. And I was in the perfect place when that was presented to me on that hundredth moment. All of a sudden, not only was it an aha moment, but it was a more internal realization of a, uh-huh moment, you know, more mm -hmm. of this like mm -hmm. inner knowing. And, and that's something that is really going to generate with truth, love, and freedom. We open up the key to our true guide, which is the heart. You know, a lot of this, this research into the self, into these, into these ancient teachings truly works as almost more of a tuning fork. So you tune yourself into the frequency to be able to perceive this information clearly in a sober in a sober way. But more importantly, you open up the capacity for inner realizations because this there is nothing new under the sun when it comes to this information. And so it's within you. It's within your DNA. It's it's something that doesn't need to just be externally learned. It can be internally felt. And that's really the the pathway that we're opening up with all of these journeys is opening up the true guide of our journey, 
which is our heart center and the the intelligence that comes with the heart. And, you know, we go through this process of, you know, clearing mental blocks, you know, changing emotional patterns and reactions. We do all of these things to more finely tune our brain so it could actually become the tool of our heart. And actually the end of it, it actually becomes the, becomes the outlet to where the brain truly becomes the transmitter of the heart's message. Oh yeah. Um, and that's really what's, you know, and that's, what's really going to be working through us. And that's, what's, what's so important about connecting to this because there is an intelligence that's higher than the brain. You know, it's kind of like the idea of how like modern science, you know, consciousness it, it doesn't get generated in the brain. You know, just like if you break a radio, you're not going to find a little radio announcer in there. The The brain is more the receiver of this consciousness energy. And where that's being generated from isn't as far as the skies as we think it is. It's not, it's not this galactic thing. It's actually being generated in your heart and it's making its way through. And your heart is not only your guide, but your heart is the ability to see through all forms of deception. Your heart is what's going to actually be able for you to approach objective truth. Truth is not something that we can learn as a linear equation as much as our brains want us to think that way. But the thing that happens there is when we put the brain in charge, we take that aspect of the heart communicating through the brain, which is our connection to God. And when we put the brain is this aspect of trying to linearly kind of like logically figure out this universe, we really, you know, invert that God into dog. And then we just begin chasing our tails for the rest of our lives. And we we're unaware of even what the map is presenting to us. And so it's, it's this very important, important process to connect with the heart on this deeper level through these, those big principles that you were speaking about, those universal principles of truth, love, and freedom. Because once we get that turned on, we get turned on. Right. And that's truly what this enlightenment process is going to be kind of unfolding for us. And it's something that we, we you know, continually work towards um, and always progress a deeper communication with our, with our heart, with our higher self, and that, you know, that true eternal energy of what is in this universe. Well said, man. You know, again, this is why I love having these conversations with you because it's it's sort of, you know, it's it's refreshing to know that when I can ask a question like this. And again, I know we didn't really prepare too much for for that that not necessarily this topic, but necessarily me questioning, you know, how how you feel about every topic that we go through. I think everybody who listens to the episodes that we put out, you know, needs to understand, like, it's not about us presenting information that you didn't know already about, or maybe you do know more about. Uh, it's more about just reminding that the lessons that are left behind for us are for that map to be seen with the heart, with the mind and with the soul all into one, you know, um, all as one, I should say, um, because then it's just, you're just going in circles, studying and studying and studying. And, and as much as I love the people we've brought up multiple times um, on these episodes, I always go back to principles because principles, they speak of this essence. And once you have the feeling of this essence, then everything else that you study after, you know, sort of comes with a little more ease and, and principles like even just hermetic principles that we've brought up or even just the principles, again, of love and truth and freedom, then everything else that has been written um, just sort of has this ease about it on what they're trying to reach deep down inside of you, uh, rather than you taking the knowledge and then saying, well, I know now, therefore, there's nothing left other than this neutrality, because I know more than this person and I don't need to uh, engage so much because they're not as aware as I am. And I think that's a farce. You know, I think that's not the way you should go about it. And so I just found it really interesting to step away. I mean, we've been doing this now every week for, you know, I don't know, almost 100 episodes, which is fantastic. But as soon as, you know, we, we walk away, as soon as that you, you take in this beauty that is out there, I so happen to be in places that had vast space. And a lot of these things were just coming up to the surface uh, 
in both positive and negative ways that allowed me to sort of sift through why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And again, bringing me to this conversation with you um, on this podcast, because I can have these conversations with a beautiful human like yourself, man, because, and, and of course, you know, I can talk circles around my wife about these kinds of things. You know, I can say, this is what I'm feeling. This is, and she just nods and agrees and she understands the moment at hand. She's never really going beyond that, um, step of like trying to break it down in such a philosophy or in such a way that, you know, I know I can do with you, but, um, but yeah, so it's just one of those things that I just, I, I really felt, you know, just fortunate to not only have had all these conversations with you and the studying that we've done thus far, but also watching it unfold in a real time application. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that I experienced while I was out there was a lot of silence. Um, I was in Montana, I was in Wyoming, I was in these beautiful, big, big places with a lot of space in them. And, uh, you know, I started thinking about all that we've talked about in regards to these astrological signs and the questions that people come up with and, and, and ask us about, you know, like where we're going with this and are we going to be able to provide more lessons? And, and all those things are definitely being created, but I just hope people always realize like where we're coming from and why we are even going to embark on these journeys of studying such in-depth topics. If, you know, if they don't understand that it's all within the same language of understanding where our heart is and where our mind is and how to walk hand in hand with both, uh, in order to have this ability to create a better world. And I think every generation before us wants that, you know, the Greeks would talk about, you know, what the knowledge would, would bring to the world if everyone understood what they were going on about in their philosophy. However, there was a hierarchy you know, back then that you and I have talked about before that didn't give everyone an opportunity to think such a way. So therefore people thought in a lower vibration and had an, op- an approach that may not have been the best. Um, but now we are living in this era where we all can get this information. And now that we have it, are we really using it and are we really applying to it, you know, applying it to, to our lives? And so, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just one of those things that that I just needed to like get off my chest talking to you. And, you know, I think you brought up a lot of, a lot of great points there. And, you know, the, the wisdom as you were talking about, you know, the, as you were discussing these things with you, with your wife, Lindsay, and you were talking about how sometimes I just feel like I'm talking in circles and rather than trying to like break it down, she's just more of this idea of like, uh huh. And, and what that is, is it's so important because that's the process of how of how we come to these deeper realizations. We do have to work it around in our mind, but it's not until we become silent with it that we truly see the design for what it is. Um, you know, that's that's one of the biggest challenges about being human, thinking that we can figure this out as an equation. Um, it's never going to be an equation. The universe is one step above logic. And even as we learn and take in more of this information and understand it more, that those moments of sitting and being still is where that higher self in our heart is actually going to connect to us and speak to us. And it's so important to learn symbols. It's so important to learn these concepts because what that does is it allows that universal life force that's infinite to be able to drop itself down into new new housing units for you to perceive and understand. And this is why it's so important to learn things like the Tarot and astrology because it gives the universal life force an ability to speak to us in a more intelligent, more clear and guided way. Um, It's when you start studying symbols that you realize, I've seen these symbols before. You start reading about these mythologies and you're like, I've experienced these mythologies before in my dreams. Well, it's your higher consciousness speaking to you. And so when you come to it and you meet it in the middle, and you learn the the information that we should be learning and spending time with and sitting with, well, then you give the universe a more complex way to be able to speak to you. And what's so beautiful about it is the more complexity and the more 
symbols and housing units we can give the universal life force to to communicate these messages that are so important for our self-unfoldment, the softer of its voice gets, um, the more loving it gets, because it, it can really share the information. It's just like when you can't communicate with somebody, you tend to get angry, um, and that's when we yell. And when we're not being heard, that's when we yell. And that's when a lot of us are our relationships with our higher self. It's it's that voice inside us that we think is yelling. We think it's the we think it's actually the crazy aspect of ourselves, but it's not. It's just trying to get our intention. And it started with a whisper and a soft voice, but we don't listen to it because we tap into the static of this materialistic realm too much. Um, not saying that we can't be here and experience it, but the full you know, the full like pushing of the scales into this realm really lets that soft voice be, you know, not be able to go through the distortion that we've created for ourselves. And so it's, it's so important when we go through this process and, you know, learning and studying plays such a, a huge role in this kind of discovery, but it's all about the, the understanding of taking this and, really giving space for this information to be distilled, really giving space for this information to provide this insight for us that we need to kind of give it space to do. And that's that plays such a unique component um, in, this, um, in this process. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And again, um, one of the things that I think you just said that I thought really resonated with me is, is giving it that space because it's easy to be very critical of the world around you. And one of the things that, you know, I know I've talked to you about that kind of relates to everything you're saying is, um, and again, I, I don't know why I was just on this kick on just reading more in regards to um, Ram Dass and other quotes and other, and I was actually reading a lot on Manly P. Hall's um, um, The Occult of uh, Anatomy of a Man. And, and just sort of like the symbolisms that you're talking about, the symbols that are left behind for us. But one thing that I put a big pause on that got this conversation going for me that I'm like, you know, I really want to talk to Daniel about this is that, you know, Ram Dass talks about, I think in Buddhist teaching, how everything is, is perfect. And he was complaining to, um, one of his teachers about how, how nothing is perfect. You know, the world is, is suffering uh, on one hand and on the other hand, yeah, there are great moments in, in time that are occurring, but it all pertains to law and all pertains to the law of the universe and how it, it lays out. And the reason I say that is because while again, I was, I was gone, I would take the step back and I would see people who were angry and I'd see people that were happy. I saw people who were content and I saw people that had a lot of discontent and part of me wanted to lean into this. Oh, well, if they only knew this much, then they could. And I had to stop myself right there. I'm like, no, 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 don't try to break down who's unhappy and who is happy and what is right and what could be better. This is how it is. And seeing it for what it is gives you this sense of peace and this sense of understanding that, it's not so much your job to try to change the world or even just try to lead by example, but having an understanding of what it means to truly be a witness in it all and having peace with the things that may not sit well with you at the same time. And it brought me back to, again, the the lessons that are brought up in the labors of Hercules. And I know we're, we haven't gone um, you know, there's, there's still a lot to break down with the lessons of Hercules, but as you start to see the, this hero's, uh, approach to life, you kind of realize where arrogance kind of steps in, um, within the writings of Alice Bailey and how she breaks down the labors of Hercules. You see the arrogance of trying to take on the world or trying to take on the task without seeing everything for what it is. You know what I mean? And so again, once I was, I was gone I just kind of kept falling back into all of these ideas that we've we've spoken about that really resonate in a way that have nothing to do with whether or not I know this much or they know this much or how much more I need to learn in regards to the topics we're talking about, but just actually using the application and making peace with it all. And uh, 
it's a lot more difficult, you know, and like we've talked about this even in our old times of traveling, you know, I remember the first time you went to Nepal, all I wanted to know is about how it went. And I remember you just like had very minimal uh, stories, not that there wasn't an experience, but I remember I, I saw this piece in you that was like, hey man, like it, it was what it was and this is how it came to be. And I saw that, that you had this understanding that I wasn't quite really aware of yet that had to do with you just making peace with how it, your experiences there were yours. And there wasn't anything to really um, express that was like, oh my gosh, I figured all these things out while I was gone. And that's when I realized like, you know, the spiritual teachings that you and I have ever, have always like spoken about and meditated on have nothing to do with like, you know, what's the next checkpoint that you discovered something um, that I I would like to know about. You were like, hey man, this is just something that happened to me and how it happened uh, is how it needed to be. And I said, oh my gosh, like, what? Is that all you got for me from Nepal? <laughs> and so I just remember uh, when that happened. And so it relates back to this as far as like taking a step back um, from everything that you think you, you're you discovering and applying to the, your life. Um, isn't really necessarily important to go on and on about in story, but mostly like internalize it and just making peace with um, the situation that you're in. So yeah, I, I hope that kind of makes sense uh, in regards to that. I know it kind of threw you for a loop there with talking about that old time that we traveled, but it's just something that kind of really resonated with me a long time ago when I'm like, tell me everything that happened and what did you see? And you're like, well, you know, I was teaching and this is kind of what happened, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's it. And you're like, that's, that's it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's amazing. But you had this piece about you and, and I tried to fall back onto that. It's like, it's not about the more that you learn, the more you can talk about. It's more like the more that you learn, the less you need to say, and the more you can step back and just, you know, be at peace and witness what is unfolding before you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, and that's so funny. I haven't even thought about Nepal in so long. Um, and so that was, that was a great little, um, little time travel you just did for me right there. I have a lot of experiences that just kind of ran through my mind, but Daobot power 24 hour for everybody who's ever been to Nepal. Um, but I, I completely know what you mean though. When we, there is this, there is this aspect when we really start to like we talk kind of about like distill this information and then take it through that you know instilling process that it truly changes our character and and that's really what we're trying to do here we're we're really feeding we're feeding the soul when we when we connect to these archetypal energies and we actually understand that you know, they're not prison cells. They're actually the key to get out of this prison and how important that is by learning the lessons that come so you can move on to the next. But it's not, you know, it, this isn't meant for, we're not learning astrological archetypes so we can wear it like a flag and talk about our unique capacities and maybe, you know, almost give justification to our shortcomings. At no point is that what we're trying to do here? Right. It's all, these are all lessons, you know, these are all gates that we kind of approach. Um, but there is something very beautiful about when we actually instill this in our character. Um, and that's, that's the process that we, we truly want to become by becoming aware of these lessons. Um, you know, whether it's a coming of age or leaving the stage, you know, life is always teaching us something and we're always being tested. And, you know, not only is this, you know, is this, this realm that we find ourselves in the, the textbook, um, but it's also the test. Um, it's the university and it's really truly to kind of see what is real and connecting to what is real and getting that lens to, you know, see through the facade, see through the mirage and see, you know, the true essence of this experience that we're supposed to take away. And it comes up in those, those pillars, you know, and it comes up in that balance. And it's when we can approach things like, you know, objective truth, universal, unconditional love and true 
individual sovereignty that we can start to approach those aspects like Ram Dass was speaking about with, you know, coming to peace with the, the ups and the downs of life and really understanding that it's a flow and it's an experience. And this is a, this is a construct for our experience and it's not justifying the pain in the world, but we begin to see that, you know, the more we step back and the more we see what we perceive as chaos, we actually come to the realization that it's, it's actually a grand design and it's a universal pattern that's unfolding. And it might be beyond our human consciousness to be able to understand it in its entirety, but we can always get closer and always more comfortable knowing that there is a grace behind um, even what we see as, you know, trials and tribulations. And I think that just plays, you know, such an important kind of part in this. And, you know, as you, as you kind of gain more information, you know, you do choose to almost be more, rather than the quantity of your words, it really becomes the quality of your words. And it really changes who you are. And we're, be, we're able to say less, speak less, but say more. Um, and that's what's so important. You know, when a lot of times we, we have individuals who are like, you know, my family thinks I'm a little odd for being into this, or, you know, I really want my friends to kind of wake up to what I see and all of these things. And it's always this kind of like this struggle of like, how do I show them? How do I show them? Well, you're never going to really show them with your words. It's going to be your character. You change. And then there, there's this magnet, there's this magnetizing force about you. And it's not just charisma. It's, it's because you're walking with truth. You're walking with universal love and you're, you're tapping into unconditional love. And there's this magnetizing energy that's kind of generated from you. And, and then the individuals that you're trying to teach, instead of you feeling like you need to almost, you know, steal their ear and talk their ear off more, they, they approach you about what is this? Like, what, what have you done? That's changed. You've changed. And if they're a good friend, they're going to be supportive of the change. And if you know, if they truly unconditionally love us, they're going to be supportive of that change. And that's when the opportunity arises is when we're asked about, you know, spirituality, that's the best time to kind of speak about it. You know, now you can put out little feelers for people because they might not even know to ask these questions, but you know, again, we almost get to that point of the dog chasing its tail when we try to, you know, spiritually wake up everybody else when really, you know, we should always be more, more concerned about us waking up more spiritually and more connected to what is real. Um, because that will, that will generate all of the outcomes that we want. Um, you know, one of the things that we, we've spoke about on the patron as well, um, is we're starting to approach the the true esoterics and significance of the trees and how how we oftentimes, even when we're learning about spirituality and we get caught up with material manifestations, we concentrate on the fruit and we concentrate on the fruit of the tree when we really should be concentrating on nourishing the tree. So, you know, so there's more harvest to come and bigger harvest than we've ever known. And we don't harvest, you know, we don't manifest how much we want to harvest. We just manifest nurturing the tree and we give nutrients, we give unconditional love, you know, we align it to objective truth. And that is what creates the roots and the foundation. And so not only is this, not only are these topics of truth, love, and freedom, you know, what is real and what is eternal, but because it's eternal, it's what we also set our foundations in. So it's not only what we grow into and blossom into, but it's what we, we, what we actually set the foundations in. Because we know after we walk at the tree, the tree is only as strong as its roots. And so the tree needs to sway with the winds of life. And that's going to be something that's undeniable with us in this realm. This realm is a construct of experience. So it, it truly will never be perfect we I need to align our perspective to seeing what is perfect, what is the holiness and the whole of this component. And what happens then is we, we create the foundation to be able to sway with the seasons. So we can bend, but we don't break. 
and we keep nurturing those roots. We keep connecting to these, these core principles. And these are also what we're blossoming is these core principles. And we stop putting our focus on the fruit and we put our focus on the tree. And when we do that, the bounty that comes from the harvest is, is unknown to us. You know, we don't realize how often we still birth our potential because we set up a manifestation that's actually limiting. We, we, we ask this from the universe and the universe is just like, oh, that's it? That's all you wanted? I was going to give you all of this, but if, if that's all you wanted was a 1996 Mazda Miata, well, sure, I guess I can bring that towards you. But like, I had bigger things for you. I had your self-unfoldment. I had, you know, your internal knowledge. And so, you know, we, we don't think about that very often when we, when we think about this aspect of, you know, where do we put this energy to? Where do we put our focus on? Well, we put the focus on nourishing ourselves spiritually. Um, so connecting to these subjects, but then making sure that it's going from the roots throughout the branches and it's touching all aspects of ourselves and it's affecting our character when we're in study and when we're not in study, because that's the thing. We can have these great conversations. You and I can talk about these amazing spiritual topics and get all fired up by being in the same space as each other. But what happens when I go and I get stuck in traffic after I leave your house? Like, is it, am I still in that space right. or do I get, do I get pulled down and do I start reacting? You know, do I, do I kind of fall into the traps that are kind of set up? You know, one of the things we've been speaking about is deception and deception in nature. Well, the ultimate deception is you not actually knowing why you're here, right. you know, which is what we all need to look at. And it's just so funny how easy it is to. You know, that's a great question that we have to ask ourselves. Like, why are we here? You know, and, you know, very quickly, if we start answering in things that are in the physical, it dissolves just like the physical. So why are we here? Truth, love, and freedom. It's those three components. It's the truth is love and freedom. And that's what's so unique about it. The truth is actually the end because it comes with, you know, unconditional love and true sovereignty freedom, not freedom that can ever be given politically because it can never, it's never just like, it's never put into laws because those are just, you know, almost like benefits that you right. get. F true spiritual freedom has always belonged to you, you know? And so that's the component. The, the truth of the situation is I am love. I am free. And that's actually the truth of the situation. And that's truly what is. And that's what we that's what we do not see. That's how we get deceived because we think it's other things. We think it's our status. We think it's our persona. We think it's our wallet. And now these are good components to look into and to build. But at no point is it the principles or the roots of our tree. Um, those are just you know, lovely fruits that come in the, in the summer harvest, if that makes sense. It does make sense, man. And, and again, this is why I feel like I needed to have a conversation like this with you. And I'm always so thankful and I'm really glad that we, we record this because, you know, I know people sometimes are curious as to what our dispositions are in regards to the lessons that we bring up and the conversations that I know we have, um, throughout the episodes and even the questions that get sent to us. So all, all the beautiful humans that message us and want to know how they can move through the process of, you know, the agonizing time that they might be in in life, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's a relationship with themselves or whether it's a shift in their lives, they're always want to know like, Hey, I, I really want to take a deep dive into the alchemical process. You mentioned, you know, this or that within the seven steps and am I in this stage or I'm not in this stage? And you should really understand from within yourself what stage you're in and how to, you know, walk through it. And, and you know, you're going to be tested along the way every time until you rise to the next octave. We've talked about this. And, you know, funny you say that. Um, I really um, been wanting to talk to you about your analogy on the tree and how that's going to keep coming up more and more. And in the last labor of Hercules, you know, we talk about the, um, the golden apples of Hesperides and what it took for him to actually get to that tree and having that true empathy and understanding how to go about his empathy uh, and he being Hercules um, and not trying to be so arrogant as to walk the entire planet while he's here 
um, looking for the tree by his physical strength and his um, abundance of confidence, but more so his moment that he can take for uh, for another, the, the, the step that he takes back for another person in regards to empathy. And that's what gives him the actual golden apples. And once again, there you have the analogy that we even bring up in the seven stages of, of alchemy. It's like what you have to let go of, what dissolves and what comes from that, and then what you gain <clears throat> in the end of that understanding. And it's and when you talk about truth, love, and freedom, you know, one of the things about freedom, I like how you say, um, you know, truth is love and freedom. And I, I got a quick example. Um, are we still good on time right now? Almost definitely. Let's do it. So one of the things that occurred, um, again, these are these are moments that are happening to me. So I'm happy to share this with the individuals so you can understand like in real time how sometimes these things occur and you didn't plan for them. And, you know, am I a hypocrite or am I going to live by the words that, you know, we, we, we talk about on this podcast? And so, again, I'm just a human. But I was leaving... Um, Bryce Canyon National Park, and we had been backpacking there, and uh, I was pretty tired. And all I wanted was an espresso. And to give you this the scene, so you understand like what it looks like, is on the way out of the park, there's a small space that sells food and sells espressos, and it definitely is sort of a tourist trap. And um, I just really needed a, a coffee at this time, so we pull in and. As we pull in and we park, there's a small family in between the front door of the um, store or the shop and the parking lot. And there's not a lot of people in the parking lot. Again, this is like right off the road. It's a small sort of um, house built into a restaurant. And it's run by what seems like to be a father. Um, I know he's from the Czech the Czech Republic, he was even talking about where he was from to another family and his two sons. And the family that's eating right now is a father and a mother and a small daughter. And so I let my wife know, Hey, I'm just going to do an espresso. Do you want anything? And she's like, no, no, I'll just, I'll just take a sip from what you have. So I approached the gentleman who, um, who seems to be the owner and he was an older gentleman. He's got a hard look on his face. And he immediately tells me to sit down. And I said, no, 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 I just need a, a coffee to go. And he's like, well, what do you want? And I said, an espresso. And he just looks so bothered, so angry. Again, I'm tired. So like my emotions are from a place of just, you know, being out in the sun and carrying some weight on my back. And so I have things that he has no idea are going on in my life. And again, this is why I'm going to try to get a little bit of a of a, a boost with this coffee. And so I go to the car to get my wallet. At the same time, my wife says, well, here's my, my, my debit card. And I, I can hear from a distance that he's bothered because I'm at the car and he says, don't you have any cash? And she says, well, how much is it? And he says, it'll be $5 cash. And she says, I only have four but I have a card and he starts complaining about if he runs the card, it's going to cost this much in regards to fees and whatnot, right? So I'm not thinking much of it, but I know that in the car I have other cash. And so as I'm looking for it, he just unpatiently looks at my wife, snags the $4 out of her hand, gives her this tiny cup, which is like one of those little small water cups you get like as a, as a kid uh, or something you would use at the dentist's office. And hands her the espresso and yells at her. He's like, just give me the money and go, god damn it. And I I stop and, and everything that's happening all at once, right? So I mentioned I'm tired. I mentioned that, you know, he seems like to be, you know, in a different state of mind, obviously, since this is a customer of his he's yelling at. But all I think about is the little girl at the table, because in that moment, there's this thing of pride that wants to come out of me. I want to leave the car that I'm looking for that cash for and walk over to the gentleman and say, hey, you don't need to speak to my wife that way. And then as you can probably plan out a million scenarios, you know, he could confront me in a way and I can confront him in a way. And there's nothing to gain from any of that. But thankfully, the little girl who's just watching 
this man sort of lose it on my wife. And not to mention the the most amazing person of all here is my wife because she just goes, okay. <laughs> she just walks back to the car and I'm sitting there already ready to say like, you know, how can you let him speak to you that way? Uh, what was that about? And I stopped everything I was doing. And again, I, I made eye contact with her, but beyond her and beyond the angry individual who's telling us to leave was this little family um, just trying to enjoy a meal. And so I just thought of that and I sort of put myself in that position. And rather than manifesting in in this topic of truth, love, and freedom, you know, how free would I really be if I expressed my truest anger or, you know, um, uh, I guess like my feelings about how this man went about it and what, what will I gain from this if I'm just trapped to this energy? So rather than doing that, you know, she gets in the car, we drive away. And one of the first things that comes out of my mouth with her is that I'm like, you know, I feel really bad for that guy. You know, I wonder if if he's a widow or I wonder if life has treated him in such a way that he needs to talk to people that way. And rather than her saying like, what are you talking about? That guy's just a cranky old man. She's, she agreed with me. She's like, no, I, I know what you mean. And as I'm saying that, whatever energy that I was building up, we'll, we'll imagine a sphere of just like anger and sort of like, you know, this, this idea of being disrespected, it just dissolved right before my eyes. And it left the inside of my chest out through my sternum. And we went on about looking at just different beautiful spots in Utah. And the rest of the day was still ours. And it wasn't his anymore. But had I gone the other direction, I would have stayed trapped in that in that feeling. And so, you know, little things like that would would happen often on the trip. And Again, I would just have to really use the application of having an understanding and having that empathy that we've talked about in some of these lessons, only to just not feel like I'm some sort of righteous individual. The story isn't for me to tell you, look what I accomplished. It's just me expressing like, hey, this is what happened. And I had a couple of choices to make. Once I made this one choice, I saw it sort of dissolve before my eyes and that freedom was back into my heart. Um, that lined with truth, you know? And so, yeah, man. So that's why, I, again, these conversations that we're having right now, you know, uh, I just really, I would think about, you know, everything we've, we've spoken on the podcast and it would just sort of come up um, time and time again during that, that um, time I was away. So um, yeah, man, thanks for letting me just kind of talk it all out, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And you know, it's something that we've we have been approaching on the membership page and we're we're further gonna do it with this this love, truth, and freedom. But it's it's not just something that we can define and just kind of like this is the definition of this and let's move on. It's because it's infinite and eternal, it's it's discussion and and what it and how it's connected to us is a blueprint that always gets dropped a, a more complete ultimate design every time we kind of meet it and meet it correctly. Because when we speak about freedom, you know, again, it's not this political freedom of, um, you know, things that we get bestowed to us that we think are benefits. Like it's, it's never something that can kind of be giving. What the freedom truly means is there's, there's no external savior. It's within. And so when it comes to, did I feel disrespected? Well, that disrespect would come from yourself that you don't actually truly respect yourself. So you putting your, you know, your foundation of, am I a respectable person on an external source like somebody else? Well, that's, that's, that's trying to build on sand. There's no foundation there. Right. You saw that. You saw that you don't, you don't own my, re like you don't own like whether I am respected by myself. Like that's not yours. Same thing with love, you know, same thing with all these things like this, you know, with pain and being insulted. You know, we spoke about this. You can't be insulted unless you already have that self-inflicted wound to put the salt in, to be insulted and to feel the burn of it. But if there's no self-inflicted wound, they can't hurt you. Um, and so nobody can take away your dignity. Nobody can take away your pride because that's that's what's generated within. And there's no external savior for that. There, and that's, again, that's why there's going to be 
you know, no external person who's going to be able to, you know, vote a law in that's going to grant you your freedom. You know, nobody can do that because, you know, you are free. I am free. It's, 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 I am free, period. I am love, period. Nobody can take your love away. You know, it's universally generating within you. Um, and the thing is, is it can't be halved. You know, there, you can't have half of freedom. You can't cut love into half. You know, that's the idea of, <clears throat> it's the same thing with approaching the idea of truth. You can't just touch your toes in truth and live in, a, in, the, in the world of, you know, connecting to universal truth some days and then some days you don't. You know, you can't experience love. You can't give love some energy today and then give a little bit of energy to love tomorrow. It's always giving itself fully. You know, like when you think about like your animals and your pets, which are a great example of unconditional love, they are fully always loving you without expectations and without any conditions um, or any attachments other than they want to be in the space with you. But they they just truly love you. And it's not like they, you know, they've given all the love they can give today and then they're going to give a little love tomorrow. They're fully in. And we see that kind of fully in nature. And so I think that's a fantastic story of you showing that like, hey, I make the choices on, you know, how I react to the environment. Now, I can't control all the cycles and patterns that are put into place, but I definitely control my cycles and patterns. And I'm not giving you today. You know, I'm giving this day to my wife and myself or your wife and yourself, <laughs> not my wife and myself. Um, you know, I'm giving that to this beautiful land that we find ourselves in Bryce Cannon and this like this experience to be able to step away from the commotion of life and connect to what is real. And so, you know, even when we we work really hard like you do and you, you know, you save up enough energy to be able to go on and have experiences like that, you know, the universe is going to test us. It was, it was, it was a standard test there of like, hey, can I make your blood boil on your vacation? You know, like it's let's see, like you thought this was going to be perfect. Like, can I do it? Can I do that? You know, and it's always going to present us those lessons, not because it's teasing us or it's having fun with it, because it wants to to know if we if we're ready for what's coming next, are we ready for deeper insight? Are we, are we like ready to really start to approach the, our destiny and unfold it and see that map, what it is, you know, the, the gate to truth is a wide gate, but it's a narrow, it's a narrow pathway to get there. And we really almost feel like we're walking a tightrope sometimes, but that's because that tightrope is what is true. And that is what is real. And there is, you know, I know that when we think about that aspect of people like, oh, well, right and wrong is a duality. Well, absolutely. Like there's, you know, there's variations of like what we see as evil, you know, could be just because we don't have like the big enough perspective to see it. But there's definitely a right action to furthering your self-unfoldment and furthering your self-growth and a wrong action to, you know, depressing your your self growth and putting you into more of a negative state. And so, yeah, there's no such thing as like right and wrong, but it is if you have a direction of where you're going in life and if that's the, you know, the development of your empathy and the growing of your heart and the development of your character, well, then for sure there's right and wrong choices because you're going for that. That's where we're putting our energy. So if we you know, want to, if we want to make changes and develop our character, but we make a lot of choices that inhibit the growth of our character, well, that is kind of a wrong choice, you know, because we could have done it correctly. There's always an ability in every situation, there's a right way to react to the environment. And it's never going to just be a standard, always act like this kind of thing. It's always going to be also based on the environment that we're presented. But there is always an opportunity for our soul to grow in any situation. Um, and so it might not be a right or wrong, but there is a true, there's an objective truth of a situation that we need to perceive. Um, it might not be this right or wrong, but there's a choice you can make that's gonna further align you to truth. And there's a choice that's gonna further move you away from truth. And you know that's where we're kind of at in the spiritual aspect of, well, where, where do I want my compass to take me? Do I want my compass to take me to spiritual insight or do I want my compass to take me to that 
1996 Mazda Miata. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's kind of the, the choice is yours. <laughs> oh, man. I could totally see you driving a nice No hate on Miatas Miata. either. I, I think I, I don't know. I think I'm a. I think I'm a night. I think I'm a small <laughs> old pickup truck kind of individual. You know what I mean? Or like I, a, I, yeah, I don't no, know. I what see I you am, with the elbow but, out um, the window. Maybe you know? elbow out the window, my man. It's it's what I like to do. Um, yeah, I mean, but if you were to pass me on on the highway with a like a little convertible Mazda Miata. With the wind blowing into your mustache and your beard, I'd be like, well, that guy's aligned with something that I need to align with. And you would just have a license plate that says truth, love, and freedom <laughs> as you pass by. I'd be like, oh. I- truth, love, and freedom. Got my cat canoe and the shotgun with me. Yeah, I could see that. Now I can see it. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm digging you know, this. I like it's just this. your, I like your this little timeline. weekend car or something, you know? It's, you little, but, uh, it's my little cruise. Well, that's cool, man. That's, that's, <laughs> thanks, so. Uh, Thanks for entertaining this this conversation. Like I said, um, to most of the listeners, you know, we're so thankful for everything that you send us and and all your sincere messages and emails and you know wanting to know where we can get more resources and how do we get connected. And you know, the truth be told, while we were gone uh, away from for the last week or so, we've been working with some incredible individuals who are helping us make the new website and. You know, the launch date is being prepared. We're going to be, you know, dropping in a little bit more information as we go about when that date's going to come. And a lot of you that are patron members will be getting some uh, emails in regards to uh, what's going to happen to our account with Patreon and how we're going to move it over to uh, a more broad and more specific website that allows us to have these sort of conversations that are more personal between Daniel and I that you'll be able to find on the um, on the website, but also resources that everyone's been asking us about. Hey, what, this, this book you mentioned, an episode, et cetera, how do I find it? Where do I find it? Um, this author, oh, there's so much about you know this individual. Where, where do I start? There's a library full of books of this one individual. You didn't specify all these questions you have that are just brilliant and they're great. Um, you know, we'll be able to really have a a platform where all that will be found. And if you're curious to know more about it, you know, you'll be able to to connect not only with uh, Daniel and myself, but the community that we're going to be building off of that with, you know, a, the forum we've talked about and the videos that we're putting out, Daniel and I are actually working on more in depth lessons that will have more graphics involved while we speak about the things we speak about. And so these are all things later to come that I'm very excited about, but you know, this conversation I felt Daniel, that was important to have with you because again, man, we've taken some time apart while I was gone and you've been pretty busy and I've been pretty busy and we've been so focused on making that structure for that jump into the new website that I just had to have this conversation with you, my friend, about seriously, like what this all means and how it applies. And hopefully those who, um, you know, made it this far into this conversation, understand that, you know, as much as we speak about, you know, ancient wisdom or, you know, uh, the, the, the science behind spirituality or the application, you know, it's always nice to just have uh, a real conversation with someone like yourself in regards to, um, you know, our disposition on all the topics we're going to continuously bring up, you know what I mean? To not be forgotten of where we stand and what we stand for, you know? Absolutely, man. And I think that's how you said it right there, like what we stand for. And when we start aligning ourselves to truly standing for what is real. And again, I I look forward to continuing this conversation. This is just like a, like I say with like your natal charts when we're doing it, I'm like, Hey, this first hour and a half is just like this. It's like a scratch and sniff sticker. Like we're just going to get a whiff of your destiny. We can go always go deeper, you know, but we start to smell and we're like, Hey, that smells pretty good. You know what I mean? And so this is, (laughs) this is kind of what we'll be moving. We'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of keep going through this, this process. But if this is something you're curious about, these are, these are the topics that we really do try to pursue deeper on the membership page. We can speak a little bit clearer. Um, we can go into more detail. 
um, and we could really kind of, um, you know, kind of make our way and have some, you know, more, I guess, open conversations about this topic where there's a little bit of um, resistance, you know, for those open conversations sometimes um, in such a big sharing of information like the podcast is. But we are just, again, so honored to be on this journey with each and every one of you. Always a huge thank you for the individuals in the membership, the listeners. We, you know, always loving the reviews and thank you so much for those. They, They do everything for kind of helping to get this information out there. So more people are having these kind of conversations and yeah, there's some really exciting stuff coming down the, uh, coming on down the horizon for us. So super excited about that new website and all of the, all of the projects that you and I are kind of planning on, uh, kind of getting together. Yeah, man, I really, I cannot wait, you know, um, speaking to, um, to someone like yourself away from the podcast and then coming back to, again, that mission statement that we always have is, is super important, but it's also something that I encourage everybody who's a listener and everyone who's curious, if you're new to the, to the podcast, you know, and you, and you don't know where we're coming from, listen to some of the episodes and know that, you know, again, our disposition is always, you know, with truth, love and freedom. And, uh, yeah, man, it's an honor to be on this journey with you, dude. Such an honor, my man. Well, I guess, I guess like they say on this one podcast, um, until next, until next time, until next time, my friend.